And it's Live at Five Sports. Jim Suhan joins Todd Bergeth Monday through Fridays. Brought your way by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. And Jim, of course, also hosted the Talk North podcast. And Jim, uh, it's been a while since you and I have caught up. I want to wish you a Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Bill. Appreciate it. Yeah, and we've got lots to talk about, uh, certainly now with the big uh, weekend, the divisional playoffs in the NFL, the Timberwolves, uh, a back-to-back and actually getting a little national TV coverage, and the local fans, uh, well, they get to come in late tonight for a game at 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock game. Not ideal, especially on a cold winter night, but that's part of the deal. When you're one of the better teams in the NBA, you're going you're gonna to become much more at the mercy of TV scheduling, and uh it's it's too late for my deadlines. I know that. I'll watch. I won't be there because of because of our deadlines. But you know they survived on Wednesday night against the Pistons. They did not play good defense at all. Uh, they're good enough offensively. They got away with it. Now they're playing another bad, struggling team tonight. Um, and again, if they play decent defense, they should win. And one of the things that has happened here is they had that very difficult 16 game stretch. They survived it. Then they beat the Clippers, which was another big challenge. And now, you know, for, for a lot of the rest of the season, they're going to play a lot of games like this. They have one of the easiest remaining schedules in the NBA. They have the best record at the Western Conference. So a lot of what's going to happen the rest of the season is just going to be disciplined. Are, are they disciplined enough to continue beating bad teams? I think of their next nine games, they have six games they absolutely should win. I think they have two against Oklahoma City and one against the Dallas. So, you know, you win, let's say they win seven out of those nine. That puts them right on pace for what they've been doing, which is winning seventy percent or more of their games. They're just they're just in really good shape, you know. I don't, now none of this guarantees postseason success, but if you go into this number one seed, play a number eight seed, once again they're going to be in pretty good shape. Yeah, I didn't get to tune in till the well, it was about two minutes into the second half, and uh, they had kind of a rough stretch there uh, for a while, and then they really kind of got things squared away. And they had a couple of those, it seemed like, like you said, where they really didn't uh, uh, focus much on the defensive end. But on the other side of the coin, they did have very good balance and offense, it seemed like. Yeah, the off- offense was fine. Uh, Edwards played well. Towns played well. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker came in and really gave him a boost in the third quarter right when things were starting to look a little dicey. Gobert had another dominant game. Um, you know, one interesting development this team is, for a while, when they're building up this record, they seemed to be nine or ten deep. And they were playing Shake Milton a little bit. Troy Brown Jr. gave him a really nice burst. You know, what's really happened lately is Milton has struggled. Troy Brown Jr. has fallen out of the rotation. They're really relying on it about an eight-man rotation, uh, plus Jordan McLaughlin coming in and giving some minutes of backup point guards, and Shake Milton has struggled. And, you know, you get to the playoffs, you probably don't want to play more than eight that often. Uh, except for special circumstances. But it's not as deep a team. as It's a very good team. It's not as deep a team as they would like. You do have the uh, trade deadline coming up. It's going to be interesting to see if they can add a functional body to this group. Yeah, I think fans are really wondering how that is going to play out. And, you know, like Kyle Anderson, maybe he's gotten more minutes than they really want to, him to have, especially late here now the last, say, three weeks or so. Well, he, he's a really important player for this team. He might have been their best overall player last year in terms of you know everything, uh, maturity, playing the right way, being able to handle the ball, run the offense. He does everything you want. Uh, he, went, he spent much of this year struggling with his shot. Um, it looks like he's broken out of that. 
Uh, he's now he's you know he's not shooting well. His statistics aren't going to end up looking good, especially from the three point line. But he's not missing the bunnies he was missing earlier, and he does so many other things well that I think they need him to continue to shoot well enough that he can be in the rotation. He's he's one of their better players. You know, I watched just a little bit because it was such a lopsided blowout, which you know goes to show that even teams like Milwaukee can have an off night. Uh, Cleveland just stormed them, and Hubie Brown was on uh, the color, and he mentioned too. You know, they referred to the Timberwolves because they're going to have them on TNT tonight, and and he said, you know, it's one thing to get off to a fast start, but we're at about the halfway point of the year, and they're still doing it. So he was that's about as complimentary as anybody's been, been about the Wolves on the national media. Yeah, if, and I heard a long discussion on ESPN yesterday about who's the best team in the West, who's the most dangerous team in the West. Nobody mentions the Timberwolves. That's where you want to be. You don't want the national attention. You don't want people kissing your rear end. You don't want people getting complacent. This is this team hasn't proven anything. Now, I think they've proven that they're a good team, that they're a well-coached team, that they have talent, that they're cohesive. But, you know, I know fans love national attention. It doesn't do you any good. Uh, you're better off just, just playing your season. Yeah, well, I, I'm with you on that, and I am completely uh... – you know, used to it, I guess, you know, uh, uh, certainly it's just been kind of the way it is, I guess, and that's that's just fine. Let's uh, switch gears for just a second to go for basketball. I, in my mind, at least both teams have had more success than I really anticipated. Uh, I thought that this is what the uh, women's team would look like this year, a team that's kind of growing into itself. Um, you know, honestly, Marbron is their best player. She is their star, and she just hasn't played well the last couple of games. They really need to get her going. Now, you're probably not going to win at Indiana this season under these circumstances. Indiana's really good. And, frankly, Sarah Scalia transferring was the difference in that game. You know, Sarah Scalia is making, making three-pointers and playing guard for the Gophers yesterday instead of Indiana. That's probably a pretty close game. Uh, that, was a, that was a big loss, and I think her willingness to transfer probably had something to do with, uh, you know, with uh, Lindsey Whalen not being able to keep her job. So they're doing okay, but they haven't made the breakthrough. I think everybody wants them to wants to see them do it, and they're probably going to need Marbron to play like a star for that to happen. The men, um, you know, until a week ago, I think you could have said really encouraging things about them. They've lost two straight games. Uh, they did not play well against Iowa on, on Monday night, and now they go play a struggling Michigan State team on the road. If you're going to make the NCAA tournament, if you're going to be a 500 team in the Big Ten, if you're going to make strides, this is exactly the kind of game you got to win. But can they do that? Can they take advantage of Michigan State not being as good as they usually are? I don't know. Yeah, I, I saw the Iowa game, and uh, yeah, I thought, can Iowa be as as uh, as good as they looked in that game? I mean, they were hitting shots, they were doing a lot of whirling and and spinning. It seemed like uh, in the lane and so forth, and. And, you know, like last night I watched the end of that Rutgers, uh, you know, game against Nebraska that went into overtime, and then I, I didn't stay interested in the Northwestern game. It was it looked like fairly close, but uh, what about Wisconsin? Aren't they near the top? And didn't Purdue get knocked off at least once uh, uh, here in the recent uh, last week or so? Yeah, um, Wisconsin is playing really well. They're really well coached. Uh, they just... You know, I don't think they're the most talented team in the league, but they are talented enough to support their system. Uh, Purdue is the most talented team, and they have Edie, who is an excellent, you know, excellent player and excellent big man. Yeah, they've they've lost uh, a couple of times, 
which is a mild surprise. But I honestly, I just don't think in modern college basketball there are that many true upsets. You're talking about teams that just aren't completely that talented. You know, you have the best players leave early for the NBA. Uh, the transfer portal meets that you're kind of starting over every season. So I, I'm just not sure the good teams in college basketball are all that great anymore. Yeah, I, I definitely would say that. I know the other night I stumbled on Richard Pitino and uh, and Brian Dutcher going against each other there at New Mexico, and I thought, boy, this doesn't look like, you know, that terrific of, of a game. And, you know, when we're a casual fan, I think you could flip on, you know, ESPN or one of the many networks and, and kind of get interested in just about any game that they used to have on. Yeah, or or none. <laughs> Personally, I just think the NBA is such a superior product that if I'm going to watch basketball, I'd rather watch the NBA. Yeah, no, I, that's right. Well, uh, Jim, we only have about a minute or so. We can maybe get into more of this depending if Todd is back or not. But uh, by the sounds of this forecast, they could be digging out of another mess of snow by Sunday night in Buffalo. That would really be something for those fans. Yes, and it might. Uh, listen, Kansas City can play in cold weather. They've proven that, but I have to think that's an advantage for Buffalo, just uh, dealing with all that stuff. Um, it's going to be, you know, there are, a lot, there are four interesting games coming up. This is the most interesting. Bills against Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes' first true road playoff game of his career. Josh Allen playing really well. Uh, that's probably the best game to watch. No, I think, and, and it's the closest, too, as far as the odds makers, uh, certainly. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, this uh, Packer win at uh, at Dallas, uh, can we draw any parallel the year of the Vikings? I think Wade Wilson was their quarterback, and they went in New Orleans and won, and then really surprised people by winning in San Francisco before probably uh, handing the game to Washington. They could have been the NFC champs that year. You see Green Bay at all? Is there any parallel there, I guess? There might be. Jordan Love is coming on at the right time. They're really well coached. They have young, really incredibly young skill position players who are seem to be coming of age. Um, and it would be a huge upset if they won in San Francisco. Um, you know, listen, San Francisco is favored for all the right reasons. They're rested. They're, they're talented. They're a veteran team. Uh, they had a great season. They should win. But it's been such a strange year in the NFL, I, I can't tell you that something strange won't happen on Sunday. <laughs> or Saturday. Well said, Jim. Great to catch up with you. Stay, uh, stay warm, and uh, hopefully the Wolves, uh, will, you know, will, will got their rest and uh, and can uh, put on a good show for the national audience tonight. Let's hope so.